ordered. And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. Good morning, good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And we have a great program planned today because this is our last program of 2014 for those of you who are listening live. So we're really going to focus on planning for 2015. And I have a guest that is an absolute expert in this. So join me in welcoming Deming Bass. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Deb. Great to be on the show. Thanks for the invite. Perfect. Perfect. Well, before we go any further, let me tell folks just a little bit about you. So Deming Bass knows how to get results. As Constant Contact's Regional Development Director for Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee, he brings to us nearly 20 years of executive-level marketing experience in the corporate and nonprofit world. But he simplifies it and scales it down exclusively for small businesses. His specialty is turning around organizations and teams and significantly increasing revenue growth and influence through creative branding and smart marketing. The results? Well, he's doubled revenues for one organization during a recession. He led not one, but two chambers to top three national rankings as the best metro chambers in the United States. And in less than a year at Constant Contact, he has increased his team's business development performance by a whopping 211%. Deming has also been named one of the top 100 most notable Georgians and one of the top 40 business leaders and influencers under 40 by the Atlanta Business Chronicle, Georgia Trend Magazine, and others. So, see, I told you, we have an expert. So welcome again, Deming. Thanks. Yeah, my mom wrote that. Isn't she awesome? I know. You know, we got to love our moms. Mine is actually here with me for the holidays. Um, and so, you know, we, we always have to give shout-outs to our moms because my mom is one of my biggest fans of the program, too. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, moms are the best, aren't they? I know, I know. You know, we gotta got to have them around as much as we possibly can. That's true. Well, it's great to be on your show. Perfect. Well, you know, one of the things that my mom always told me, and, and yours may have always told you, too, is – We need to plan. You know, we shouldn't just go at things willy-nilly. And I think that's what happens so many times with small businesses, partially because they don't know that they're supposed to plan. Um, And and by planning, I mean planning their marketing efforts. You know, we might plan things like what are our products, what services are we going to have. But then we forget that we actually have to sell those things to people. So, you know, and and plus then you've got these poor small business owners who they wear so many hats that they just don't have time. So let's jump into this. First of all, let's let's really just focus on why it is so important to have a marketing plan from your perspective. Well, you know, it, it, you're right, and it's funny. Part of what I do in my team is we go around and we present to all of these small business uh, chambers and SBDCs. We mm-hmm. see thousands. I think we saw about 10,000 small businesses this year, and I always ask, how many people, by show of hands, how many people actually have a written multi-year marketing plan for their business? And I'm not kidding with you, Deb. Uh, I would say that probably just based on that alone, about 95% of small businesses do not have mm-hmm. a written down marketing right. plan. And then the ones that probably do have something haven't looked at it in several years and they, they worked on it, but they don't focus on it. So just mm-hmm. think about it. That's why it's so important for you as a small business owner out there. If you just put down a written marketing plan, you are going to be at a competitive advantage over uh, 95% of your competition out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this is the sort of stuff that um, 
you know, for, for a lot of small business owners, and, and you've probably seen this, Tim, this is why your show is so great and so valuable to small business owners, and you touched on it, you know, these are folks that are caught into the daily grind of running mm-hmm. the business, and they're not marketing experts. Most, mm-hmm. you know, hardly any of them ever went to school like you or I did. Right. You know, they didn't come out of this marketing background, but they know if they're going to grow their business, they have to be an effective marketer. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times um, the trap that small business uh, owners fall, fall into is they get caught up in the latest, greatest, shiny new object in right. social media or, or anything that's out there. Right? Mm-hmm. You're kind of like that dog in that cartoon called Up where you mm-hmm. saw a squirrel. It's like squirrel, and they jump from here to there because somebody told them you need to be on this or you should buy mm-hmm. this. And the problem with that is they never get really good at any of it. Right. And then it just becomes very frustrating. So Mm -hmm. I always like to, and that's why this is a great show, is to have everybody take a deep breath. (gasps) Deep breath, yep. And then, and you can exhale. Don't, don't hold. Okay. Okay. Uh, but you take a deep breath and just sit down and get back to the fundamentals. Okay. Okay. And so, and, and, and like we said in the opening, I like to simplify it too, because I think a lot of small business owners, again, they're not experts in marketing. But, mm-hmm. but you know, they think it's overwhelming or they think it can be complex. Right. Um, and so I want to simplify it. So the first thing that they need to do is understand what real marketing is and what it's not. And there's really, to me, there's just three simple steps for an effective marketing plan. Number one is you define your goals, mm-hmm. objectives, and your audience, mm-hmm. and you write them down. And the key is writing this down. You can't have it in your head. So all of you folks out there listening and you're thinking it's in your head, you've got to write this down. But at the end of the day, that's step one, the goals, objectives, and audience, that's about nurturing relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Then step number two is, once you've defined it, is creating that targeted message that offers value to that audience, mm-hmm. delivering on that. And that's where you run campaigns on the channels that matter, where your audience is. And I'm going to explain what all that is because, again, when you hear people like us talk about campaigns, or channels, again, 90% of the small business owners, that goes over their head. So we're going to explain right. what that is. But this is the most important part, and this is what true marketing is. The mm-hmm. third point is everything you do in your marketing plan and everything you do in your marketing needs to be designed to get a physical, measurable response. Right. You want to get them to take action. So many small business owners out there in their communications, they send out all these communications, whether it's posts on uh, social media or if it's email marketing or whatnot, they're just sending stuff out for the sake of sending stuff out. Mm-hmm. And it's never designed to get that physical measurable response, to get that right. call, that click, that like, that follow. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are your three basic steps that we can talk about. Okay. Well, let's go back and, and talk about step one because, you know, obviously this is something that you really should do in in the in these the, the order. For me, step one is so important, and I've talked about this other times on my program, the fact that you have to know who your target audience, who your target client, you know, all of those things are. And and I've mentioned this more than once, and, and you know, some people probably get tired of me saying it. I don't care what you sell. Your product or service, your audience is not everyone. I mean, you know, look at, like, Starbucks. They know exactly who they need to reach. If you're not a coffee drinker, well, they could care less about marketing to you. You know, if uh, if you're, say, the, the Rolex watch manufacturers, they know that there's an income level and, and other things that go along with it. So you have to really sit down and figure out who your target audience is. And honestly, you can't do anything until you figure that out. Exactly. And uh, would you like to know a little secret? Secrets are always good, right? But this is something that is actually fascinating. But, again, most people don't realize this. As a small business owner, when you're thinking about that audience, is go back and just sit down. Again, you're at the end of the year here. Look at where your revenue came from in 2014. Mm -hmm. And what's, what's fascinating is for most established small businesses that have been in business for, let's say, over three years, Mm-hmm. About on average, about ninety-five to ninety-five percent to ninety-nine percent of their revenue comes from existing customers, 
Right. The bulk of that comes from existing customers that are repeat customers, and usually they get about 10% of new business. And of that, 90% of that comes from word of mouth or mm-hmm. So the great thing for small businesses, again, I think they get overwhelmed because they, they think that they're trying to pull in the perfect stranger that doesn't right. know anything mm-hmm. about their business. But your marketing, your audience are the people that already know you. They're the customers mm-hmm. that already love you, and they come back, mm-hmm. or they're the customers that are telling their friends and their colleagues about it. So it's not that hard of a task to find out who your audience is because you already know who they are. Right. You know, and, and that's the important point. We're not reinventing the wheel. Um, now, you might develop a new product or service, but you still should go to those people first. You know, unless it is something so very different the people who have already spent money with you or at least referred you, told their friends about you, all of those various things, those are the people you need to go to first. Exactly. And to put it in a little bit of a different context, you know, my background, like you mentioned in there prior to Constant Contact, was in the chamber world. This mm-hmm. is critical. Nonprofits see this all the time, and hopefully small businesses see this too. We would focus, and, and everybody falls into this um, temptation, Focus mm-hmm. so much on your new business that a lot of times you take your eye off the ball of your existing customers and what are you doing to get them to renew their membership, right. get them to purchase a sponsorship or to purchase mm-hmm. more, to donate more, support your cause. Same way with business. You get so focused on that little 1% of nobody that knows you that you're not engaging with your existing customers to get them to come back and to buy more from you or to get them to come back and to upsell them on even, even you know, higher-profile products or services that can create right. revenue. Well, and it takes less effort, or it should on your part, to sell to the people who already know and love you than to start from scratch and, and try and find somebody new. Exactly. Exactly. And, again, they're predisposed to your message as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's what engagement marketing is all about. Right. Now, you know, what was your second point? And let's let's delve into that one more. So, you know, so, again, the first – we talked about the goals. And they're Mm -hmm. important because they guide the decision and the strategy. Right. Oh, and, and of course, it's very important if you don't have goals, you don't know when you reached them. You know, and, and I think that's something that people, and that's part of why you need to write it down. So maybe it's that you have 10 new clients or 500 new names on your email list or, you know, all of those things. If you don't have that established, you don't know when you reached it. Exactly. And you need to make sure, uh, you know, your goals, your objectives, it's got to be specific, exactly like you mm-hmm. said. It's got to be measurable. And then one of the other key key points is it's got to be timely. Whenever you set mm-hmm. your goals or your objectives, you need to put a date to it. If right. you don't put a date to it, you're always going to put it off. And, in fact, mm-hmm. since we're sitting here talking about this on December 29th, I'm also thinking these are great for your resolutions, right? Right. I mean, this mm-hmm. is all, you can take everything we're talking about business and mm-hmm. personally because everybody talks about resolutions, but they don't ever write it down. They don't mm-hmm. ever set a date. You don't say, I'm going to lose so many pounds by February the 15th. You know you know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. why resolutions always fail, but it, when you write it down and you make them timely and measurable, um, that is, uh, that's the key. So once you have your goals and you've defined your audience, and again, just to help everybody out there, again, you've got repeat loyal customers, so find out how you can break them out into how they purchase your product and service. Uh, you've got, you know, one, one area that I always, that people forget are your partners and your vendors. Ah. The partners and your vendors that are out there that you could look at cross-promoting mm-hmm. uh, and, and working with them to target um, some of their same customers and, of course, them helping you out as well. Um, mm-hmm. So step two, once you've done the goals and once you've identified your audience, then that's where we talk about now it's time to create that campaign, create that offer that's going to get Mm-hmm. buy from you, come up with really good content, and put it on the channels that matter. Campaign is just a fancy word of a collection of activities mm-hmm. designed to do two things. You're pushing out some sort of message, pushing mm-hmm. out some sort of content that is of value to them, and it's designed to pull some type of response. So just like okay, before, okay. everything you do, you should be pushing out content that is of value to them. It's not about you. It's a it's a value to them, and mm-hmm. it's got to be designed to get them to pick up the phone and call, 
to go online and like you on Facebook, you know, getting them to do something specific. Right. Um, so that's that's when we talk about campaigns. Those are campaigns. So there's lots of different campaign types. The one most people think about are offers and promotions, but mm-hmm. you can hold events, uh, which are great ways to build uh, rapport with your customers. Uh, you know, nonprofits will have fun fundraising membership drives, mm-hmm. uh, information sharing. Uh, uh, you can have campaigns that are designed to create discussion and to engage your uh, your customers. So those are some examples of some some campaign types. Right. Well, and one of the things you mentioned is it has to go out on a variety of platforms. And that comes back to knowing who your audience is. You know, obviously I talk to people a lot about social media, but there are people who don't go to Facebook. They don't have a Twitter account. You know, they're not on LinkedIn. So I wouldn't spend my time there if that's who I'm trying to reach. Um, you know, and, and I think that's where, you know, email comes in because we still use it quite a bit and we'll talk about that in the, the next section. But you really do need to figure out where, you know, the, the people are. And then it has to be a consistent message. You know, if you're getting one message on Facebook and then you go to a website and it's something totally different, and then you get a brochure from somebody, and then it, it's like, wait a minute, what the heck? Um, you know, it, it has to be this consistent messaging. Exactly, and consistency is the key because uh, if you're consistent in your posts on social media, you know, if you're on Facebook that you consistently post, uh, you've mm-hmm. got a newsletter, but you consistently send it out at the same time, you know, each month, uh, and you're consistent in your messaging across the board, what that translates to to everybody out there is that you are competent. Even your right. messaging, even your content may not be that great, but, mm-hmm. again, gosh, and I, I just can't stress this enough. Again, we've sort of established, at least anecdotally, be great to find research behind this, but I'm sure it is. But think of how many small businesses aren't. Like they'll maybe do an e-newsletter. You know, they do it once a month, and then they, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's not for another month and a half, and there's no plan to it. So right. people aren't used to getting that. Same mm-hmm. thing with posts on social media. But when it's planned out and you do have a consistent message, man, that will make you stand out so far above the crowd of anybody else right. out there. Well, and, you know, it's, okay, true confession time. I'm not as good on sending out emails, um, you know, my, my e-newsletter and things like that as I should be. And And part of that is because, I don't have it written down, um, you know, and, and I don't put it in my calendar and, and all of those things that make it easy for us to, for us to be reminded because what will happen is I'll think, when was the last time I sent it out? Oh, I'm busy. You know, it, it's, it's easy to forget it, but when you write it down, when you make calendar reminders, all of those various things, it's much more difficult to ignore it. Well, and you're right, and what's funny about that, and I appreciate your honesty on this program, but, and what's funny is everybody's like that. I mean, I have worked with marketing companies, and I know marketing companies that mm-hmm. don't have marketing plans and don't follow it because they're so busy mm-hmm. going after the next client right. that they don't even, they haven't updated their website in three years. You know, <laughs> they I know. We're the cobbler's kid that doesn't have shoes. Right. So everybody, that's what I'm talking about. I think everybody, they'll talk a big game. But mm-hmm. if you were to really pry back and, and be honest, and if, if, if companies were really to be transparent about it, uh, small businesses, and even larger companies and nonprofits, I think you'll find a lot of people don't have a plan and don't follow it like they should. Right. And if they just did that one thing, uh, it's going to pay, pay, uh, pay off leap, by leaps and bounds. Right, right. Well, amazingly enough, we are ready for our first break, so we're going to go ahead and and take that. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about that message. You know, how do you craft that message and and reach those people, and and then how do you measure it? So I am Deb Creer, talking with Deming Bass on Mile High Radio, and we'll be back in just a moment. More stimulating talk radio. MileHighRadio.com 
Hey, listeners, are you tired of looking tired? It's time to get refreshed at Denver Integrated Plastic Surgery, where Dr. Ben Lee is offering listeners $9 per unit for Botox and also $100 off all laser resurfacing that helps reduce fine lines and wrinkles and is the only procedure scientifically proven to reverse the signs of aging. Mention this radio ad when you call Denver Integrated Plastic Surgery at 303-783-9997 and receive your $100 off laser resurfacing or $9 per unit Botox. Denver Integrated Plastic Surgery, aesthetics from the inside. Great shows, great music, milehighradio.com. What are you listening to? And now we're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest. And we're back. And as my music said, I do have a fabulous guest today. I'm having so much fun talking with Deming Bass about how to plan your marketing for 2015 and maybe you'll review what you did in 2014 and find out what didn't work, what did work. So before we go any further, though, Deming, tell people how they find you online and how they connect with you. Sure. You know, you can you can feel free to contact me through my email, which is dbass, D-B-A-S-S, at constantcontact.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Just Google Deming Bass uh, Constant Contact, and you'll find my page there. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Deming Bass. Uh, so it's all pretty, like we talked about, it's pretty consistent across the board. It's you're you're branded you know and and that's what i think people sometimes forget is they they don't brand themselves you know you work for constant contact i work for myself but we have our own brand that is our name um and to me that's the most important brand that we should always be protecting and you know i think everybody should go out and get their own uh name as a website, even if you're not using it, you know, all of those things, because you never know when you might need it. Well, exactly, and and that's a good point. One little, one great little nugget, little tip that everybody can take from is, uh, and we're talking about social media today, but especially in email, the subject head is so important. Mm-hmm. And as, you know, this your audience is mostly small business owners, Mm-hmm. And so the great thing about small business owners are you are the ones that are connecting with your customers on a face-to-face, right. very personal level. You're not a Coca-Cola or a Best Buy, so your mm-hmm. customers know you, Deb. You know, even if your company is, you know, Keller Williams or a realty, realty group out there or some other part of a larger brand, so mm-hmm. that's important to think about. You know, you want to make sure that your emails are coming from Deb Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than just from, you know, the name of the company. Right. You have the name of the company at the name of the company. It definitely mm-hmm. don't ever want to send out anything that comes, you know, out as info at the name of the company oh. or even worse, sales at the name of the company. Mm-hmm. So you do. Think about that. Um, think about making sure that you have that really good um, subject because people are looking. They, that's their first decision point as to whether or not they're going to open up an email. They look at who it comes from. Right. You know, and, and now, you know, it can come from an organization. You mentioned the chamber. Um, I do the, the e-newsletters for the West Cobb Business Association, for the Marietta Business Association. And so I, you know, that's what I put on there is that it is from the Marietta Business Association, <coughs> excuse me, or West Cobb, because then people know, oh, well, that's what this is. This is going to be what it talks about. So let's really jump into email, though, because, you know, it is something, obviously, that you're an expert at. And, you know, I have another confession. I use one of the other providers. <gasps> but, you know, it, it's, it's all, you know, it's, it's all good stuff. Yeah. And, you know, what is very cool is what works for one works for the others. You know, of course, we're going to you know put in a pitch here for constant contact. But at the same point, you know, it, it's like you said, it has to have a good subject line. You know, what are some other tips? Because I think it's, you know, we, we went through this phase of nobody reads emails any longer because we send out 200 bazillion emails a day. And now I think we've come back around to the fact that email in many cases is still the best way to reach people. Is that true? Uh, oh, it absolutely is. And I think you're beginning now to see a lot of that in the media coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, all these stories now about how email isn't dead. 
um, mm-hmm. because you know when when with the rise of social media, uh, you know everybody sort of ran over in that direction. There's been a lot of changes over the past five or six years, you know, with the can spam legislation that came right. out that really has significantly reduced spam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with I think small businesses and marketers understanding you can't you can't just you can't buy it. It's illegal to buy lists of emails mm-hmm. that you don't have. And that's not gonna work. Nobody's gonna open it because they don't have a relationship with you. And again it's about mm-hmm. that personal relationship. It's right. funny, you're beginning to see now, heck, even, uh, you know, Facebook and Twitter and a lot of these others are now using email to, again, drive their message home. Because at the end of the day, the, the and you really, and, and let me also preface this by talking about, I've, well, let me also share with you a little bit about how Constant Contact is different okay. uh, than how it used to be. You're right. So most people think of Constant Contact in terms of email marketing. Because that's how they started. Right. Now we mm-hmm. have a product. It, it's toolkit. So we have every online marketing tool available in addition mm-hmm. to email. So we have offers and promotions where you can produce your own local deal, kind of like Groupon, except you ah. do it yourself and you get to keep all the revenue instead of sharing mm-hmm. it with the, with the Groupon. Uh, you, you can do events and registrations through us. You can do your surveys through us. So you can do uh, even social campaigns. Mm-hmm. With action gated, um, you know, since Facebook just changed that in early November, now you can do action gated uh, offers mm-hmm. and promotions. So it really is a all, you know, one source for everybody's marketing. But just like you thought, and just like me, heck, you know, when I, I've, I've been with the company just a year, I thought the same thing. I thought all they did was, was email marketing. Um, but you're right. So email marketing, the key, the, what's, the reason that is still so effective is because, again, what we talked about earlier, you need to be where your customers are, right? Mm-hmm. And where's the best place to be but in their inbox? It's, it's right. If you're getting to them versus, you know, a lot of times with social media, they're, they're having to come to you. It has mm-hmm. to be the right timing. You know, mm-hmm. and, and so there, there's a little bit more of an effort on their part. But where the magic really happens is when you use the email in conjunction with your social media. So, right. um, yeah, just a couple of quick tips uh, that I can give you. Number one, I mentioned earlier that the subject head is how most people make their decision. And just think about it when you're checking your own um, smartphone and you're going through all mm-hmm. the emails, you look at who it's from, right? And that's how they make their the, the bulk of their decision is who is it from? Do I know this person? Do I trust this person? Is this person or this company going to give me something of value like we just talked mm-hmm. about? Uh, and then they, we have uh, sort of a rule of thumb. It's called the two-two-two rule, which mm-hmm. is then they, then they, if they're skimming through all those emails, they they have two seconds then to make their decision as to whether or not they're going to open that email, or they're going to delete it, or they're going to say, "I'll come back to it later." Mm-hmm. Uh, they have two seconds, and they're really only looking at the first two words that you have in that subject head. And that's, ah. uh, they're not just looking at it to see am I going to open it. They're looking at the first two words to see if they're going to read the rest of the subject in. Mm-hmm. And finally, that last two is a play on words where they're looking, what is the reason that I need to open this email right now? Is it urgent? Mm-hmm. Why do I want to open it today? So you have two seconds, the first two words, and you've got to give a, a reason to open that email today mm-hmm. uh, for them to open it. And right. uh, that's why you and, – and it's funny um, – and, again, I'm guilty of it, too. Uh, when I ran some of these communications departments, our, our chamber emails went out, and it would be, you know, the January newsletter of the Cobb Chamber or something like that. Yeah. And now it's a little bit different with nonprofits because, like you said, people have signed up. They have a best mm-hmm. interest in getting a lot of that information. But, um, but you want to, you know, one tip for nonprofits out there and anybody, if you have any type of newsletter, is take, take a – a little bit or nugget out of what's going to be in that newsletter and use that as the subject head. So, Mm -hmm. for example, um, if you were doing a a newsletter about the show today and other shows coming up, uh, you know, you may talk about, instead of just talking about the newsletter, this is the newsletter, you could talk about these are three ways to set goals in 2015. Right. Uh, And numbers are great. Any Mm -hmm. list numbers, five reasons to do this, seven things not to do, um, mm-hmm. those are going to capture somebody's attention and going to increase 
uh, their, their um, motivation to actually open it up. Right. Well, and you know, I, I want to talk again about the fact that email is, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> still so important. And you know, obviously, I'm the social media person, but and I, it, the difference is, it comes exactly as you said into your email box. You can save it. You can print it. You can do all of those various things with it. And in social media, you have to either be sitting in front of your computer, looking at Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever. When they do that post, or you have to go and find it, you know, and, and how many people do that? But you're in your email all the time, and you're scrolling back through, and you're going, oh, gosh, here's that great newsletter from, you know, X Business. I wanted to make sure that I read it. Um, you know, so, so it stays there. And then, as you mentioned, the key is to tie them together. You know, have it when you send out your e-newsletter. Have it post on social media. And I think, if I'm remembering right, Constant Contact was one of the first uh, ones that put the sharing buttons on there. So not only can uh, it, can the, the person sending it uh, post it to their social media, if I get, say, a newsletter from you, and I think it's got great content, then I can automatically share it on my social media sites. And I think that's something that so many business owners forget to do but that's that's a great thing, and then of course that comes back to that word of mouth thing. Right. You know, if if I share, say, a constant contact newsletter, there's kind of that tacit approval in there that this is the people who value my opinion are going to think, wow, Deb sent this, therefore it must be good. Exactly, and that's what engagement marketing is all about. Uh, and you know, you're you're right because when you it, it's called the social share button that gets mm-hmm. sent out. But the great thing, too, about email when you send that out is, and this gets into measurement, you can see immediately the results of your communication. And you can't see that, for example, with direct mail. And sometimes right. even with social media, uh, mm-hmm. you've got Google Analytics and a lot of, you know, in Facebook Insights, a lot of that. With email, uh, and this is, again, something very simple to do, but most small business owners are so overwhelmed they don't even think about doing it. Every time you send out an email, um, when you send that out, you can go immediately and see who opened the email. Mm-hmm. You get to see their email. So, oh, right. no, Deb. Mm-hmm. Deb. Deb did not open my email. <gasps> she not. Or, better yet, okay, Deb not only opened it, but she clicked on, if I had an mm-hmm. offer, or if I had three offers, she clicked on one specific offer. So what happens right. is you, you'll be able to pull just like that, how many of your customers, whether they buy or not, and you can tell that too, but mm-hmm. how many of them are interested on whatever that one specific offer is? So, mm-hmm. again, you know, putting this in the, the chamber hat or whatever, if you had an offer up there and you had 10 members that clicked on that offer, well, you know they're, they're thinking about maybe it was for a sponsorship of an event. You know that they're thinking about it. Now, maybe only one person contacted and actually purchased the sponsorship. Mm-hmm. But you could wait two or three days and then have your sales team or have somebody call those people up and mm-hmm. make a pitch for that sponsorship. Right. I mean, you're not telling them I saw in the email that you were interested in. I know. That's a little creepy. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So that's a great, um, that's, a, again, another benefit of mm-hmm. email. But one of the things that I tell a lot of our small businesses and the, the way that I think email helps make social media easier and helps mm-hmm. pull it all together is a lot of times you can use your email newsletter. Let's say you have a monthly newsletter that goes out. Mm-hmm. And, again, you at the beginning of the year, you set up an editorial calendar. So you know in January what the main theme of each month is going to be. Mm-hmm. Every business is on the same basic cycle each year. You know when you have your high times, your peak times. You know if there's things that are seasonal. So sit down for one morning with your team and put together themes for each month. Mm-hmm. And then put together, okay, what are the articles or what's the content that's going to be in that newsletter? Mm-hmm. Once you spend that time crafting that message, and let's say there's three uh, main points for each newsletter, three pieces of content, and it's all under a theme, you send that email newsletter out on day two of the month or day three of the month. And then just like you said, you can share. Not only is there a social share button at the top of the email that your customers can share, but you can mm-hmm. also share it on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter immediately. Uh, we've right. got a tool in there that will post that there as well. And then you can take and repurpose 
that same material, you know, for the rest of the month. So you get the right. legs. And so you don't have to sit down every week and think about every week, what am I going to post this week in social media? Mm -hmm. You can do it all basically by using your email content as sort of the starting point or the spine or the foundation for the rest of your marketing message. Right. Well, and and you mentioned numbers, um, and so we'll we'll tie this back in. You know, say you had three articles. Okay, that's three different posts. So that's, you know, maybe one a week. And then in those posts, maybe you did lists, you know, the top five things you need to do for your business. Well, there's five more posts, you know, all of those various things. And, and that helps in the planning process um, to, to be able to tie those in. And it does help, you know, we mentioned at the, the start of the program that small business owners are overwhelmed. But when you've got that editorial calendar, when you know I have to have three articles, I have to have three articles about X, you know, all of those things, then it makes the planning easier. And that's where writing it down and actually sitting down and thinking about it really does make this go easier. Well, and the other thing, too, is it takes the stress off of you. It uh, takes the stress and the frustration. Mm -hmm. If you sit down for, let's say, even a half a day, but I would say a day in January with your team, mm -hmm. and it's fun and it's offside and you get creative and you think about the themes and the content in a creative way that's going to be engaging and adding value to them, then you already know what you're going to be writing about April right. or May. And it's, mm -hmm. it's not suddenly the end of March and you're just spastically thinking, okay, I've got two mm -hmm. days before I need to send something out. Right. So, and again, so everything is going to be more well thought out and it takes that pressure off mm -hmm. of you and it makes it more fun and it gives you, you can then as a small business owner get back to what you're most passionate about, mm -hmm. which isn't probably doing social media posts and <laughs> email newsletters. Mm -hmm. Right, right. You know, and, and there's nothing that says that you can't write those articles in advance. Um, you know, and, and now obviously you need to review it to make sure that it's still timely and, and all of those things. And, and we're not saying that your schedule is written in stone, but at least write it in pen. You know, this is not a pencil thing that you're changing willy-nilly. This is something that, that you should be fairly stuck with, um, you know, and, and maybe stuck's not the right term, but, you know, you, you want to make sure that, because, again, that helps reduce the stress. It helps in the planning process. If you know, in June, I am going to be doing X. Okay. Then I'm not, as you mentioned, you know, stressing over it in the second week in May. I already know. Here's what's coming up in June. Exactly. And something else, too, that is often overlooked, especially, I think, by, by folks like me and maybe you, like in the industry, especially mm -hmm. us, I, I say us collectively as small business people, mm -hmm. is, again, we're thinking of email as probably a lot of times as spam because we're thinking about all the spam we used to get. Right. Here's the thing. I think small business owners, I think your inbox has a lot more spam in your customer's inbox because you're a mm -hmm. small business owner, so you're probably getting hit up by every bank and mm -hmm. every, um, you know, shipping and handling store across the street and everybody that's trying to get you to use them as a vendor or a supplier. So right. you, you probably do have all of these emails that probably are spam, and you're deleting, deleting, deleting. And so in your mind, you feel like when I put together an email, that's what people are going to cringe, right, when they, they're going to think it's spam. But take a second and think about who your customer is, you know, and if it's, you know, a female or a mom or, you know, or, or, you know whatnot, their email isn't full of all that. Their email right. is full of, of emails from, I don't know, Ann Taylor, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but they're going to open it every time that there is a, you know, a sale or a promotion. Mm -hmm. And just think about that, um, you know, if you have any sort of retail stores like Gap or Banana Republic, they do a great job. And think about how many emails you get if you're on any of those lists. Mm -hmm. I just, it's funny, now that I work for Comps Conduct, I sign up for emails just to see what other people are right. <laughs> get ideas. But, man, they send, I think, one a day. They're mm -hmm. always good, and th their subject heads are really good, and it does make mm -hmm. you want to take a look at it. Um, right. So that's something to keep in mind. Well, 
And the thing that they do is they keep it short. They keep it simple. It's usually just one topic, you know, especially if you're sending that often, because I just want to open it. I want to know, okay, if I order today, can I get it by Wednesday? Um, you know, if I, what's my coupon of the day? If it's the coupon of the day and the special for next week and this and this and that, well, then I don't open it. But if it's something that is very relevant to right then, more than likely, I will at least read the subject line and then decide, oh, yeah, I need to make sure that I open this today. Exactly, exactly. And they, gosh, those guys do it, you know, better than anybody. And that's the thing is that, uh, you know, they've got whole teams of people working on this. I've mm-hmm. always been a big believer, copy what right. we're doing, you know, mm-hmm. reinvent the wheel. So mm-hmm. sign up for something. If you like that it's 50% off today only or whatnot, and, mm-hmm. and again, it's it's relevant to your customer. It's always got to get back to the customer. Um, and that's something maybe we should also talk a little bit about, which is, which is you know, content and how mm-hmm. you get permission for them to contact you. And one of the sort of the rule of thumbs that we follow is what's called an engagement marketing cycle, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically very simple but very easy to do, and it involves three steps. Number one, think about ways to create a what we call a wow moment. Okay. Wow. And so think about all the ways you interact with your customers and how can you go above and beyond and providing an experience to them that, again, is above and beyond anything they would expect or anything mm-hmm. that any of your competitors would do, something that's going to wow them, something that they're going to go home and they're going to want to tell their friends about, their families about. Uh, and the reason you want to do that is not just for them to talk positively about you, mm-hmm. to second step is to entice them to stay connected with you. So when you ah. created that really great experience, you've created a connection and a window of opportunity for you then to say, well, listen, um, you know, was this a great experience? They're going, this is fantastic. Well, listen, I would love to stay. We stay connected with our customers. And the way that we do that is I provide these great tips or discounts mm-hmm. or advice uh, that's really going to, you know, help you out in, you know, whatever the way is, right? Mm-hmm. Going to save them time, save them money, educate them, inspire them. And so can I get your email so that I can – and don't, you know, I tell people don't call it a newsletter or a, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's the word. Who wants to read another newsletter? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to talk about these are my tips. Uh, or, um, you know, another great thing is I've, I've always thought about having an email that just is called the one thing. It just says one thing. Because to your point, what you said earlier, if you make one, there's research behind this. If you make one offer, have one Mm -hmm. offer in an email or whatnot versus Mm -hmm. three, it's about 30 to 40% more likely that they're going to purchase from you. Wow. Because people don't want to make decisions. Mm -hmm. But if if you're a florist and you have one picture of one bouquet, that Mm -hmm. goes out. People are going to be more likely than if you also sent out to that same group three different uh, types of right. case because they don't want to make that well, decision. And yeah, they and, and so then they just go, oh well, I'm not going to decide at all. Right, exactly. You get Great. you, you want to take as much of the work out of the purchasing as you can. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to go ahead and, and take our last break, and when we come back, we're going to continue talking about content because I don't care if it's social media, if it's your website, if it's your brochure, if it is your email content there's that saying content is king so when we come back we're going to continue this discussion i am deb creer talking with deming bass on mile high radio and we'll be back in just a moment nothing says i love you more than milehighradio.com yep here's your problem you haven't been listening to milehighradio.com Hurt or injured in a car accident? It can be hard to take the proper legal action after a car accident, but waiting can cost you more. The law requires car accident victims to assert claims promptly. You could lose out by simply waiting. Call 800-467-4551 right now to see what your claim could be worth when handled by a skilled attorney. With a lawyer fighting and speaking up for you, you could be entitled to a big cash award. Call 800-467-4551. That's 800-467-4551. Now it's fast and easy to connect with the legal help you need after your car accident. Call 800-467-4551. The call is free, but you need to act now before time runs out on your claim. You need a 
lawyer to fight for you, protect you, and get you the compensation you need and deserve. Time's wasting. Call 800-467-4551. That's 800-467-4551. Call now. Okay, good day. This is our Christmas party of the album, and you can play this at your Christmas parties uh, or to yourself on Christmas Eve if there's nothing else to do. Good day, eh? Yeah. In case you thought, like, I wasn't on this part. Oh, I guarantee you, you'd be on. Okay, so good day. This is the Christmas part, and we're going to tell you what to get uh, your true love for Christmas. <laughs> Look out the window. Where? What are you doing? Snow. What? Oh, it's a great white north. And it's snowing because it's Christmas time. Hey, Hoser, wh- here's a quiz. Quiz for Duck. Okay, I have my thinking took on. Yeah, right. What are the 12 days of Christmas? Because uh, figure it out, right? Christmas is when? Uh, the 25th. Right, and what's the 24th? Christmas Eve, right? That's so that's two. two. And then what's after that? Uh, Boxing day. day. No, get Boxing out. Day, yeah, yeah. That's three. Okay. Then w- what's after that? Nothing. New Year's. Four. And what's New be- Year's Eve? Five. Where do you get 12? Uh, there's two Saturdays and Sundays in there. That's four. That's nine. And three other days, which I believe are the mystery days. Oh. Okay, now, this is our Christmas song. In case you don't know what to get somebody for Christmas. There's lots of ideas in here, so listen and don't get stuck. Okay. My true love gave to me a beer. And a beer. Okay, good. On the third day of Christmas, my true love. For more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest. We are back. I'm Deb Creer, and I am learning so much by talking with Deming Bass, who is with Constant Contact. But what we're talking about is how to plan your marketing for 2015, because this is, if you're listening live, this is the last program of the year for us. And so we really want people, and by people, I mean small business owners, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, we want you to be thinking about how to do your marketing planning for 2015, because, hello, you have to. We're going to underline that. We're going to put that in bold. We're going to do a skywriter with the airplane. You absolutely have to have a marketing plan, and that's what we've been talking about with Deming Bass. So welcome back, Deming. Good to be back. Great, great. Well, you know, right before we took the break, what we started talking about is content. You have to wow them. You have to establish yourself as the expert. You know, I always like it when somebody will contact me on social media and say, you haven't posted in a day or two. Is is everything okay? And, you know, bless them. They're worried about me because I didn't post. And it's not that, they, you know, they didn't see the post about the cat video or something like that. It's that they didn't see the post that was information, that was telling them a great tip or a technique. You know, and that's really what we want people to do. We want them to be looking for your emails, looking for your social media posts because they can't wait for you to provide that great information. So, how do we go about figuring that out? What makes great content? Well, you know, just a very simple, honest answer <laughs> without getting into <laughs> complex marketing mm-hmm. speak, but that I've always thought and that I tell folks is when you're getting ready to whatever the content's going to be, whether it's a social media post or it's, mm-hmm. it's in, in an email or a direct mail piece or any, mm-hmm. take a second, look at what you're about to send and ask yourself, is what I'm writing, is what I'm putting out there, are they going to want to share this with somebody? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to want to talk about it? You know, or is this going to make them laugh? Or is this is this going to make them want to buy something? Or But, again, it's not about buying, especially on social media. Right. Hopefully everybody knows. 
Um, it's about building that relationship with your customer over time. But think about that. And so that mm-hmm. should hopefully give you pause because so many people, I mean, and if it doesn't do that, then don't send it out. Mm-hmm. So many people think that they're just busy work. And they think, mm-hmm. well, again, we talked a little bit earlier, well, I've got to get something out this week or I've got to get something out today. or I've got, And they just do it for the sake of doing it. That's mm-hmm. actually going to hurt your credibility and reputation over time if right. information that you're sending out is just junk. And it's mm-hmm. not, and again, it gets back to what we talked about before the in the last segment. You want to create the, a wow experience. You want to give them a promise of something of value, and then you're delivering that promise. Mm-hmm. Um, so think about, so when you're, when you're sitting there and you're trying to think about, well, what, what am I going to write about that people are going to want to read? Mm-hmm. Um, Think about um, what do you know that your audience doesn't know, ah. you know, and why does that matter to them, you mm-hmm. know, and I think, Deb, about you, you know, you're in the business of monitoring and keeping up with all the latest social media fads um, and trends and, and, and techniques that work and then communicating that. Most small businesses, they don't have time to do this, or when they right. do, they get mm-hmm. So, again, you guys want to sign up for Deb's newsletter and go go to her Facebook page because she's going to be offering these great tips. It's going to cut down. You're not going to have to, to go and, and look up that information. So the same thing is for small business owner. And it, I don't care who you are. You are an expert in your field in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I present a lot of times to a lot of different realty groups. Ah. And, and those guys are sitting on a gold mine. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times they don't, they're so busy selling houses and working mm-hmm. contracts, they don't really stay in touch with past buyers like they could. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think everybody buys, what, every seven years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but think about it, like I'm just using realtors as an example. They are the experts. Nobody knows a hyper, hyper local micro community like a realtor does. Right. right. They know about housing values. They know about the new restaurant or the new development that's coming in down the street. They know mm-hmm. what the schools are like. Uh, they really have their fingers on the pulse of that hyper-local community. So if I'm a realtor, I would say after you buy the house from me, well, hey, here, stay in touch with me because every month I provide a snapshot, a really quick snapshot of all the changes that are happening in our community. Uh, and I'm going to give you the results of, you know, the, the scores at the schools, if they're good, <laughs> right? Uh, and I've, I always thought it would be fun and cool to, every month you have a, uh, you do your own sort of uh, uh, report or review of a restaurant mm-hmm. area. Um, so, again, because think about it, these are families that have moved in from another area, most likely. A lot of times, young, you know, families and kids, they're looking for stuff to do, and you're sharing with them, and suddenly, aren't you likely to want to look forward to those emails because I want to say, well, where did so-and-so go eat last week? <laughs> and I want to see. Right. And if they're good reviews, it endears you to those companies as well. So that's, that's one big question. What do you have access to? Um, the other thing is what's new in your business? Uh, and, again, how is it going to impact them? And then the other thing to think about is it doesn't have to be original. You can, you know, fancy word in the marketing world is curate. Mm-hmm. All that means right. is you find something out there. Again, you, Deb, you, you probably have all sorts of newsletters, you know. Oh, in industry, definitely. Right? Mm-hmm. And so you can pick and choose, or you're on Facebook all the time, and you can pick and choose, and you can po- repost that content mm-hmm. with a comment from you. Right. Again, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's all about top of mind, staying top mm-hmm. of mind, and being a resource to your customers. So those are two mm-hmm. examples of um Two questions you can ask yourself. Right. Well, and what's so important about that, you know, every time I talk to a small business owner about this, they will say, but why am I giving them something that's not about my business? You know, whether it's, say, the realtor saying, you know, with posting about the restaurants and all of those it's because you're becoming that trusted resource. You know, yeah, the, the great restaurants in the area don't sell homes. Yeah, maybe. It might depend on the area and on the restaurant. But, you know, if, if I know that you've got great information, then when the time comes that either somebody asks me for, you know, a realtor or I need one, 
you said the exact words, top of mind. I remember, hey, this person has always given me great information, so I'm not going to hesitate to either refer to them or use them for business. And, and I think that's where so many small business owners get caught up in it, but I can't talk about anybody else. You know, same with curating content. People will tell me, well, you know, you share posts from Mashable or from Mari Smith, who is a Facebook expert, or all of these things. Shouldn't you write it yourself? Well, you know, why reinvent the wheel? And it, the, but your point was so on to, on the spot to say put your own comment. So you know, maybe somebody puts in there, here's our ten great tips of the month. I will say, okay, I love this list. Here's this great list. My favorite is number three, yeah. or. I would like to add an 11th one, you know, things like that. So that way, first of all, you absolutely always positively have to have read the article. You know, don't just link to it and send it out there because you don't quite know what could happen to that. But, you know, that's where that gets that conversation going. You know, we've talked about building relationships with people, but then it comes back to having conversations with them and really developing that know-like trust factor. Right, and it all gets back, and that, that's why I love what I do and I love what you do, is uh, so many times we get overwhelmed and we think too much. Mm-hmm. And we think we have to do too much. But at the end of the day, it's all about people do business with people they like. Mm-hmm. And it's as simple as that. you know. And so if what you're doing makes people like you, they're going to remember you and they're going to want to right. do business with you. Um, you know, at, at Constant Contact, we also have a great rule of thumb for types of content that you should that you should post, whether it's on mm-hmm. social media or, or, you know, in your emails, is you want to take, you know, getting back to the point where small business owners think that they have to always sell, 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 and that's the absolute last thing that you want to do. So mm-hmm. you want to spend about 50% of your posts or your email uh, it's, it's really designed to capture their attention, to entertain them, and right. to get some type of response. So that's exactly like what you were talking about. You've got this 10 places I love to eat. Here's my favorite. And then you ask a question. What's yours? What would you add mm-hmm. to it? Um, you know, people that do this really well, a great, great, you know, look at Disney, right? Again, we talked about how I just copy everybody. Mm-hmm. Look at the best. Look at the people who have millions of dollars. <laughs> you know, they've done all this research. They've got teams mm-hmm. of people. And just see what they're doing. But, you know, asking questions, uh, multiple choice questions, mm-hmm. for the blank, anything designed to get a response, especially on social media, because what that does is that provides you that social visibility with all of their friends and their families. And, again, Mm -hmm. to simplify this so that all of you out there understand what this looks like and what this means and why it's so important, all we're doing right now in the fancy world of social media and the technology today with integrated marketing, all these big fancy words, all you're doing is taking what used to happen, which is somebody would have a great experience with your company, they would go back and they would tell their neighbor over the back fence about that. Their neighbor would find out about your company. Or, you know, the bride goes to the office and is sharing at the water cooler with her friends about the the photo she mm-hmm. just did with her husband, right? It, it used to happen one-on-one or one-on-two. Now you're creating those opportunities, but it's being seen by tens or hundreds of or thousands. Mm-hmm. And these are people, they're not – they're not all commenting, but they're eavesdropping, and they're seeing these conversations. And, again, what you said, it's all about top of mind. So right. 50% should be entertaining, educational, humorous, motivating. Uh, then 30% should be uh, educating them, informing them in some way. Mm-hmm. And once you've done that, then you've earned the right for about 20% of your posts, your communications, to be a call to action. But when mm-hmm. I say call to action, that doesn't mean it doesn't. That doesn't mean buy now. That could be a call to action, like, "Hey, check out this ebook or some sort of downloadable content I have mm-hmm. up on Facebook right now, or like my page, or you know, follow me on Twitter." So it isn't always selling. But, right. um, if again, fifty percent designed to get a response and entertain, thirty percent to educate, and then twenty percent should be called action. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and one of the call to actions that you should have in multiple places 
are ways for people to sign up to be on your email list. Um, you know, you can, there are various ways to do that on Facebook pages, uh, you know, and, and it's always entertaining. Facebook changes how they do this, you know, at least once a year. So you have to keep up on that. But, you know, make it easy for people. You know, if you have great content, don't hide it. You know, you want them to be able to get it. So have that link to sign up, uh, you know, for your e-newsletter or your your tip of the day or your whatever it is that you're calling it on your website. Um, you know, and, and it's funny. I was talking about this with another one of my guests. I went to somebody's website the other day, and and it, it was they were selling a a product. The only way I could get in was if I gave them my email address. Now that was a no no. Um, you know, there was absolutely no way around it. And I thought, well, I just want to see if they sell this. I don't, you know, I don't want to give them my email address to start with. But you know, there's there's various other ways to to ask for that information because that's the important thing. You want them to have opted in because then they're going to look for your information. Yeah, you know, and it gets back to what I said about if you promise that you can joke about it. I mean, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think the best communicators are the ones that will address exactly what the audience is thinking and mm-hmm. getting that out of the way. Yeah. And so when you're asking, you can say, you know, this is what I provide. And, I can, mm-hmm. you know, I know you're probably thinking it's going to be spam, but I never do that. Everything that I do is designed to give you something mm-hmm. of value, and I'm not asking for you to buy another house. So it's mm-hmm. nothing like that. And just you can joke about things like that. Uh, and, and then that people realize that you're being sincere and authentic. Now, again, you need to deliver on that promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you when you frame it that way, you'll find that people are more usually you really do want to stay connected with you. Again, if you've created that really positive experience to begin with. But mm-hmm. the key is, and it's like anything in life, right, you've got to ask. And there are great tools out there. Um, there's even, you know, we have text-to-join tools or mm-hmm. these QR codes if you wanted to to automatically sign up. There's lots of ways to do it, but the key is just to ask. Right. And, um, and, again, it gets back to goals and planning and saying, you know, I want to grow my, my customer list by, you know, 10% over the year. Then you break that down into manageable numbers, and that shows you how many times in a month you or your team need to make that ask. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's funny that you mentioned, you know, making that ask because there is something about that. It's like people think they need permission. Um, on my, my blog, you know, there was always a place there for people to comment and nobody commented and nobody commented. And then when I actually put as the last line, please comment below with your thoughts, your tips, your whatever, then people started commenting. It was like they needed that permission yeah. to do that. Isn't that funny? And that's great. I mean, that, that backs up what I was saying is in your social media post. Don't just post something that, again, it's delivering on what you promise. It's something mm-hmm. inspirational or it educates. Don't just post it. Ask for a response. Right. Ask, what, what do you think? You know, or tell them, share this with your friends. You know, that's kind of one of those funny ones. And and granted, now Facebook is playing with those rules where they don't like the word share, but we're going to ignore that. Um, you know, and, and but yeah, they, they somehow think, well, I, maybe I shouldn't hit the share button uh, for some reason. No, tell them. It's okay. And, and maybe it's just that you say, tell your friends about this or whatever. But, you know, and, and that comes back to if you're sending out an email, have those social share buttons at the top, at the side, wherever it is, but make them visible so that people get the idea, hey, I can share this with my friends. Exactly. So do you have any, we've got just a couple minutes left, so how are more ways to engage your audience? You know, there are so many different ways. Um, you know, you, you just mentioned one, uh, which is, you know, if you think about starting a blog, um, and I know I can hear the collective sighs and hugs from the audience. There. A blog. <laughs> they're, they're sitting there thinking, who has time to do that? Or I don't even know anything about the technology. But it really is easy um, to, to have a blog. But the key about the blog, again, it could be one a month. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be all the time. Uh, you know, I think the average length of a of an effective blog is something like 1,600 words. And by the mm-hmm. time you add in photos, I think it's down to 1,000, which mm-hmm. just 
for fun. I, I um, checked it out. That's about two, you know, Microsoft Word pages of 10 aerial mm-hmm. font. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. And, again, you don't even mm-hmm. have to have it that long. Do mm-hmm. something. And, again, when you're making your list in January about your content, you can tie, tie that in, you know, whatever the theme right. of January is. But do something and put it out there because, Again, I think that's going to get you more focused and make you a better communicator as a small business owner, positions you as a expert in your field, mm-hmm. and, again, it's all about top of mind. Um, and then, you know, sharing that through all the different social media that's out there, you know, getting that on, you know, for example, you know, or reposting it or getting it on Google Plus mm-hmm. would be great. Um, I, I don't know if you've had speakers that talk about that, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. Google Plus – you know, really the only reason to be on there, to me, it's like... It's because who owns yeah, it? <laughs> Google, right? So it mm-hmm. help with your search engine optimization. But you don't have to be on there like you are, you know, Facebook. Um, right. So, but anyways, but it's a great, simple way to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, webinars and events are great ways. Video, video, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, I think 2015 is probably going to be the year, not that it hasn't already happened, but visuals... Anything visual, I think, what was it, just a week or so ago, Instagram passed uh, Twitter, I believe. Right. For mm-hmm. users. So, you know, visually, always think about ways you can use photos to show behind the scenes what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Think about constant contact. We just had this, which is awesome, that they're doing through the end of the year. It was a small business selfie where employees of Constant Contact, we would go out and, and our small business owners that used, that were customers, we would take a small business selfie and we would post it on our social media. And, of course, ah. they would post it on their uh-huh. media. And then every time it was posted, we donated, I think, $5 to a local charity. I love um, it. So that's a great, again, again, I'm a believer of copying what other people mm-hmm. uh, But, you know, take that and think about your favorite customer, you know, mm-hmm. doing, you know stopping in. Um, or taking that small business selfie, or having a you know contest where they take a picture, maybe with mm-hmm. products or services. But people right. love to see themselves. So those are just a couple of little, at a tactical level, things mm-hmm. that you could be doing in 2015. Perfect. Well, you know, Deming, we are at the top of the hour already, but you and I have already chatted about the fact that we're going to have you back on in just a couple of months to to kind of touch base on this again, to do a how's it going type of, of conversation so that we can make sure that, you know, we're not just throwing this out for people and then they're saying, well, you know, kind of like your, your list and your goals, you never look at it again. Right. We want to have this conversation again to really focus people and get them going. So one last time, though, tell people how they find you and connect with you online. Okay. Uh, again, I'm a very personal person, so feel free to email me at dbass at constantcontact.com. Uh, you can find me on face, Facebook, uh, Deming Bass, CTCT. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Deming Bass. Uh, so I'm out there. Um, I would love to connect with anybody. And, any you know, our goal at Constant Contact is to empower small business owners with the tools to help them be successful. Uh, you can also find us. We give regular workshops all the time. It's free. Whether you use Constant Contact or not, you can use one of the free services. But we're just there. We want you to be successful in your marketing. Great. I love it. I love it. And I look forward to chatting with you again. For those of you who are listening online, I hope you had a fabulous 2014. Don't overdo it on New Year's Eve. Um, and I look forward to speaking with you in 2015. I'm Deb Creer. I've been talking with Deming Bass on Mile High Radio. And we will catch you again next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.